1: Voice America listeners, welcome to my 369th ever show of all-around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, AP Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week as we enter October, arguably the best sports month of the year. With the NFL in full swing, baseball playoffs starting tomorrow night, and hockey and basketball also starting their regular seasons, Uh, there's nothing like October, it's right there with April, and hockey and basketball playoffs, uh, and the beginning of baseball and NFL draft for uh, best sports months of the year. Anyway, so with that highlight, we'll go to my other highlight of the week, which was watching the Patriots' defense continue to come up big as they led yesterday's win in Buffalo on a rare uh, off day attributable in large part to the Buffalo Bills' defense, but a rare off day for Tom Brady. Uh But the defense, it's really uh, all about the defense these days, Uh, as good as the Patriots' offense is. I mean, yesterday from picks to punts to a punt block, touchdown, first ever for special teams ace Matthew Slater. Uh, This defensive unit is doing historic work since really the last year's playoffs. Uh, And these days they're seemingly getting better by the week. Um, Their track record since facing the Chargers in the playoffs last year is astounding, uh, except for, of course, Kansas City Chiefs in the second half of the AFC Championship game. But, you know, the Chargers game, first half against Kansas City, and in the end they were able to stop Kansas City uh, enough to allow the offense to finally win it in overtime. Of course, the Super Bowl was an amazing defensive effort to beat the Rams. And then we have, of course, this year, where they uh, didn't allow a touchdown until yesterday, a defensive touchdown. So this is really uh, historic stuff, has Bill Belichick's uh, famous defensive background all over it, his his handprints. And, uh, you know, they're just not stopping the other team. They're actually scoring points, uh, making interceptions. Devin McCourty uh, had his fourth interception in four games yesterday. So he's, I believe, leading the league. He was going in. I'm guessing he still is. And they're just all over the field and uh, just doing really what is simply historic things. So the Patriots uh, remain undefeated, as do the Chiefs, who had their hands full yesterday uh, with the Detroit Lions. But uh, as we've been hearing all morning, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes basically had one of those games, unlike him, where he played just well enough to win. He didn't have his best game, but drove him down the field at the end for the winning score, which is yet another uh, feather in his cap as to him being just a tremendous quarterback. Um, We also have breaking news, real breaking news. Uh, Raider linebacker, Vontaze Perfect, Reared his, ugly, reared his head again yesterday with his 13th incident uh, and was just suspended by the NFL for the rest, the remainder of the 2019 season. So he has quite a history, uh, seriously stiff penalty. Uh, he exited the field with uh, the defiance he has displayed in the past. And... Uh, and... Out for the 2019 season, so that's uh, really a pretty incredible penalty. But uh, given his history, not all that surprising. So my bizarre story of the week was the Tampa Bay Bucks hanging 55 points, repeat, 55, on the Los Angeles Rams in the Coliseum yesterday, and impressively answering. Every Rams touchdown, as the Rams kept coming back from the early twenty-one nothing lead that the Bucks had uh, had created, and each time the Rams came back, and at one point they closed to, I believe, five, the Bucks just answered consistently with touchdowns as we're into the second half, third quarter, fourth quarter, of course, and it was just really, really. Uh, Amazing to watch, and hats off to Jameis Winston, probably had maybe his best career day uh, in the NFL, and they just looked incredible. Uh, They were literally unstoppable uh, yesterday out in the Coliseum, so amazing victory for the Bucs. Other somewhat bizarre, surprising finishes, the Browns, Cleveland Browns under fire for their slow start after all the offseason hype just uh, taking the wood to the Baltimore Ravens again in Baltimore yesterday was a big road road team day in the NFL and uh, and just uh, won easily over the Ravens who have been having an excellent year and uh, did it all down in Baltimore and uh, Baker Mayfield and uh, and his cast, along with Coach Freddie Kitchens, who uh, have been feuding with uh, ESPN analyst uh, Rex Ryan, uh, certainly answered with uh, with their resounding victory. So it remains to be seen if this is going to be the jumping off point for those Browns. And if uh, now they've uh, turned the corner and can start to live up to the off-season hype, which again was... Uh, Extreme, to say the least. Lastly, last night, on the NFL front, uh, the New Orleans Saints knocked the Dallas Cowboys from the ranks of the undefeated by beating them down in the Superdome. Great crowd, as always, especially on a Sunday night. And this is the New Orleans Saints without Drew Brees, uh, with Teddy Bridgewater as quarterback. And... They did just enough to get it done. It was mostly field goals for the Saints. They couldn't quite get it really in the end zone on a consistent basis, despite some uh, moving the ball. And the Cowboys, uh, you know, just could not solve the, uh, the New Orleans defense, which always seems to come up big uh, down in the dome for especially primetime games. And uh, so it was great theater. As we all expected. And, uh, and yeah, the Saints, all credit to them uh, in getting it done without Drew Brees. Uh, you know, it was interesting when they got Teddy Bridgewater a couple years ago. Uh, you know, quite a backup, but they got him for this exact situation. And boy, is it paying dividends. So good for the Saints. Drew Brees is returning this year. Unlike other quarterbacks, such as Ben Roethlisberger, who are not returning this year. Uh, Cam Newton, status uncertain. So, yeah, so the quarterback situation across the league is uh, cloudy at best. Um, We all know about all the backups, and one of them was, uh, you know, the Jaguars. Gardner Minshew. Minshew mania continues. uh, Let a drive at the end of the game. And... Uh, they won on a walk-off field goal uh, after Minshew let him down the field and beat the Broncos, who are unbelievably winless this year. That's just incredible. They're uh, NFL blue blood. And remember that Chicago game a couple weeks ago? It's kind of a carbon copy of, uh, of the ending. Uh, walk-off field goal, shall we say. And, uh, and so... It's just remarkable that the uh, Broncos are winless. That, that just would never have seemed uh, possible. And the story down in Jacksonville, uh, they deserve a lot of credit for overcoming the Jalen Ramsey situation and confusion. He was on the sidelines yesterday, but not dressed, not in uniform, did not play. Uh, after a couple things ranging from the flu to bad back to his girlfriend giving birth, uh, as various reasons, he might not be playing. And indeed he did not play. And lastly, my low light of the week, as we start to move into postseason baseball is, uh, Joe Madden out as the Cubs manager. And, uh, what can you say? He broke the curse. He got it. He got it done. He won them. He managed them to a win in the world series. And all Chicago will forever be grateful for whatever reason they just weren't getting it done uh, in the last year or two, especially a couple of weeks ago, when uh, the Cardinals come into Wrigley and swept them, um, and that just uh, really sealed the deal. So uh, I would think Joe Madden uh, will be forever remembered fondly in Chicago, despite the fact that. It was announced this morning he is no longer the Cubs manager. So now let's take our break and next up will be our weekly call-in expert AP Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere.
2: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
3: Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies?
2: Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
3: Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time.
1: Yes. And uh, good morning to you as well. Actually, I, believe it or not, afternoon up, up here on the East Coast, but still in, uh, <laughs> down in the great state of Alabama. Still morning, so we appreciate you calling in as always. And uh, another interesting weekend for college football. You were at the Alabama Ole Miss game up in Tuscaloosa. And as a result of Clemson's close call, you uh, Alabama is now, again, uh, atop the college football rankings at number one. They're a customed place uh, quite often over the past number of years, so uh, I'm guessing people are feeling pretty good about that down there in Alabama.
4: Oh yeah, they're feeling good about that number one position, but uh, you still have that memory of Clemson's. Putting that beat down on you in the bowl game. So they're cognizant of uh, the Tigers can come alive at any time. Maybe they got a little forward this weekend against Mac Brown and North Carolina Tar Heels.
1: It was a wake up call. I certainly watched the end of that game. And uh, boy, uh, it just reminds me of some of the other escapes that Clemson has had and regular season losses. Uh, I remember uh nc state a few years back had a field goal to win the game and uh yeah you know, they didn't make it and that was that and clemson held on i think both pitt and syracuse if i'm not mistaken have beaten them in recent years and then saturday <laughs> was identical to that nc state game in that north carolina the tar heels under mac brown had the ball two-point conversion uh, they get it, they win, period. And uh, uh, But all credit to Clemson's defense. They were all over that play. It was a quarterback rollout to the right, kind of an option play. And as he was tackled by two or three guys, he pitched it back his moment before he uh, hit the ground. And then the running back tried to advance it. And he did, to a degree, a yard or so. But then he was swarmed right at the out-of-bounds line. And... Uh, and that was that AP. They survived. So uh, Clemson seems to have one of these every year, either a loss or a surprising loss or uh, down to the last play, and they seem to survive. So it happened again. And, again, Alabama is the beneficiary. Uh, back to number one.
4: Yeah, Debo has their attention now. I mean, the way he coaches, he was said he was proud of his team for – coming up with a victory, and Nick Saban uh, put 59 on Ole Miss, and he was disappointed. So slightly different philosophies, you might say, but the end result is what matters, and they're both big-time winners.
1: Indeed they are. Um, So Alabama, they certainly looked good the other day. Um, Rolled it up on Ole Miss to a really – he looks like he's in last year's early season form uh, where he's just, frankly, dominating.
4: Yeah, 400-plus yards, six touchdowns. Um, John, let's ponder this for just a moment. For those watching Alabama, you're thinking about Devontae Smith, possibly the third receiver on the team, even though he caught the winning touchdown pass as a freshman against Georgia. But he had the five touchdowns, school record, 274 yards in receptions, a school record on 11 receptions. So, you're the defensive coordinator facing Alabama in two weeks at Texas A&M. How, how am I going to stop them? Can I double-team Henry Ruggs? Yes, you can, but you have Jerry Judy or Devontae Smith. Can you double-team Jerry Judy? But then you have Henry Ruggs at third and Devontae Smith. And then if you double, let's say you double-teamed all three, which is impossible, but you have Jalen Waddell. <laughs> the, right. And, uh, who's, he's a tremendous punt return, kick return man, and outstanding receiver as well. So, I don't know how you stop Alabama. And But I also tell people, look, the reason this this is happening at a prolific rate, scoring points and touchdown touchdown receptions and touchdown passes, is because of Tua to Tagovailoa. He has the accuracy, the anticipation, the poise in the pocket, the ability to survey the field and find the right receiver. He can make a star of anyone, which he did last year. Irving Smith was the tight end, 700-plus yards is a record at Alabama. Uh, did pretty well in the draft. So it's Tua to Tunga-Vailoa, and if there's any other quarterback in the game, uh, yes, they're going to make some receptions and look spectacular, but they're not going to have the number and the amount of touchdowns. Now, right now, I think uh, Devontae has, um, I think he has 17 touchdowns, Jerry, Judy, 22, Henry Ruggs third, 21. And they're all on the team at uh, Alabama right now, career touchdown.
1: Wow. That's just remarkable. Again, just an absolute wealth of riches. Uh, And we're talking about a school that has, you know, sent that has had and sent to the NFL. Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, who we watched last night uh, as the Cowboys lost to the Saints uh, and other, you know, Calvin Ridley. Uh, you've seen them all AP. I mean, uh, I assume this yeah. group has to rank at the top, right? I mean, it's just so, they're all so special. Yeah.
4: yeah, as a group, I've been watching them <laughs> half a century. This is the best, and they've had some, some good people. But at one time, like I say, I don't think I'd make that statement. Prob- Maybe I would make that statement if Phil was wasn't the quarterback.
1: Right, right. I
4: hear ability, uh, you. mean. You always see the potential. You always see the potential, John. But no, they have the production. Potential is, is nothing without the production,
1: right? Well, he's the perfect quarterback for uh, you know for them. I mean, he's prolific, and these receivers are super talented. And uh, you know, together they're just making a record-breaking connection. Uh, and when you're talking record-breaking in Alabama, you're saying something. That's for sure.
4: Absolutely. So, I think right now it's 77 touchdown passes, and he broke the record for responsible touchdowns, rushing and passing. He he went by uh, A.J. McCarron. I think the number was uh, 77, something like that. So, he's up to 80 80
1: plus. Oh, my. That's a big number. This is just his... Second full year, so he's about one and a half seasons in. Not, not quite even that. He of course (laughs) came on. He made his name by coming on as at the end of his first year, where he didn't play, but rescuing uh, Alabama in the national championship to win the national championship with an overtime pass. So, uh, quite a career already.
4: Yeah, we put in those terms down one and a half seasons, eighty something touchdowns. uh, That's significant at Alabama and that's why I try to view a player it's what can you do at that school and what has been done in the past because it's not like playing at BYU or some other school that throws the ball in warm-ups I mean it's Alabama's a little bit different so those numbers are uh, phenomenal and just exponential anything I thought would ever happen at Alabama correct
1: correct well, it's just amazing, you know what he's been doing, and something else that was amazing. AP was uh, Penn State going in on Friday night into Maryland, and you know the Maryland coach from his Alabama days, yes. Mike Loxley and yes, Penn State just laid it on them. They're really, really bitter rivals these days. Uh, Fifty-nine to nothing, and I guess Maryland was so pumped I, up for the game they like literally. Closed down the school at noon, uh, if I'm not mis- if I heard that correctly, so everybody could get uh, prepared and uh, energized and ready for the game. But boy, it did no good. Penn State just came out and just laid it on them. It was incredible to watch. Uh, certainly not something I expected. So, uh, and certainly not something Maryland expected. That's for sure.
4: No, that was the most eye-catching score, and there were some over this weekend, but the fifty-nine to zip. At Maryland, and Mike Locksley, he can call some plays and get some people in the end zone. To shut them down, that that may be, and you would be the person to know, John, maybe that is uh, James Franklin's best game at Penn State as a coach.
1: I think it might be when you consider their, their history is pretty nasty, actually. It goes back to, you know, a long way, way back when, when Penn State joined the Big Ten and they didn't play for a while and... You know, Maryland players refused to shake Penn State players' hands after the coin toss a few years back that really, really amped it up and uh, was chippy on Saturday night as well. And, uh, you know, I was down at a Penn State-Maryland game a few years ago at Raven Stadium and high energy. It was Penn State won, I think, 31-30. Christian Hackenberg was the quarterback. Bill O'Brien was the coach. And, uh, and Yeah uh again the the these two schools just simply uh don't like each other and it's uh you know again has turned into quite the rivalry especially with you know Maryland now in the Big 10 and it's uh so yeah Maryland was really really ready for this game in every way you would have thought but it didn't didn't show up on the field in any way shape or form ap <laughs>
4: Yeah, that was uh, supremely surprising because uh, Mike Loxley had that history of being a good offensive coordinator in Maryland, had some good ball games uh, thus far, and to get shut out at home, I mean, Penn State just totally had their number. Um, uh, it's, it was really surprising when I saw that score. Um, and, and there were some big scores this weekend. Auburn having forty-two points at halftime against Mississippi State. I mean, they're just coming alive. Auburn's got a really good football team, but they but do. Penn State they probably can build on Penn State can build on that game for sure. Oh
1: yeah, well, I think it answered the question that everybody was wondering. And I watched the game at a Penn State viewing party in Boston, which is held for every single Penn State game. Packing them in, loving it on Friday night, uh, and you know, are, is Penn State for real? That's the question, and I think they proved, indeed they are. They play Purdue this week, and then the following week out in Iowa, who is ranked number 14, at least going into the weekend, Penn State was number 12, so that has potential for a great shootout. And then the week after that, they host Michigan October 19th. So, But I think they uh, certainly showed everybody a lot, their, their fans and whatnot, the college football world a lot by what they did in Maryland uh but it doesn't get any easier AP but for now you have to say Penn State's uh for real at this point in time no doubt.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Penn State's still
4: undefeated, John.
1: Still undefeated and let's not forget. I mean Maryland's a good team, you know, they uh they and Penn State won by identical scores on opening weekend which was 79 to nothing. So uh you know, Maryland uh is a good team, solid team, good coach, and shocking, you know, how that game turned out. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's college football, AP. You never know, right? That's what makes it great.
4: No, I mean, uh, Penn State now, they, they could contend for that Big Ten title. I mean, you have uh, Ohio State looking, uh, looking like they having a good football team with Justin Fields, a transfer from Georgia, putting up big numbers, I think, just... Looking at that Heisman Trophy race, you've Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, if he can come alive here, and uh, to a tongue of Iloa, Jake Fromm, and, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma. I mean, it seems like it's all quarterbacks except um, maybe Gordon, of, uh, the, running back, the running back from Wisconsin.
1: Correct. Yes, he's a terrific player, no doubt about it. And it's time for our break, hard to believe, but I do want to talk a little bit about that Ohio State-Nebraska game, which I watched from Lincoln the other night. I was at the game two years ago, and uh, uh, surprisingly similar uh, situation, so we say. But we'll talk about that after the break. So AP's sticking around, as am I, so don't go anywhere.
2: think you've seen everything there is to see in online television let us surprise you visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports health business and more on demand 24 7 have we got a high energy all access sports show for you
3: channel voice america presents a new kind of health awareness talk show the sharon kleina hour health environment and the power of water show host sharon kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world every show offers new information that could save your life the sharon kleina hour is health from an environmental perspective your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Surprise you. Streaming live, the leader in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling one 86 472 That's 1-86-472-578 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show.
1: Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we talked college football, of course, in the previous segment, and we ended by just touching on Ohio State's beatdown of Nebraska on Saturday night in the national game in Lincoln, national TV game. and. AP, I've talked about it a few times on the show. Two years ago, almost to the day, I was out in Lincoln, Nebraska, for my first ever Nebraska game, which happened to be against Ohio State. And this past Saturday night's game, two nights ago, was a carbon copy of what happened that night out in Lincoln. And I was shocked by it, AP, watching it, because it felt like, you know, it would not... Nebraska would never allow that to happen again. Mike Riley was the coach then. Scott Frost is now. Of course, Adrian Martinez is a pretty highly talented quarterback. He certainly didn't look the part on uh, Saturday night. But Ohio State was just uh, just all over them from the opening gun. And, again, I'll never forget when I was out there. You know, you wait your whole life to go see a game in a place like Nebraska. And then you watch them get blown out. And people were leaving at halftime. And, We were with longtime Nebraska season ticket holders who took us to the game. And they said they've been going for decades. And they said, you know, it has never happened before. That was two years ago. And I couldn't help AP to notice. They did a kind of outside the stadium shot at halftime. And sure enough, people were leaving again. I just thought, oh, my gosh. This, by the way, is a school with 300 whatever, 41 straight sellouts dating back to 1961. So they're diehards, but for Ohio State to go into Lincoln two years in a row, two times in three years, and just blow their doors off the Cornhuskers, I couldn't have been more surprised, AP.
4: Yeah, John, I don't know uh, exactly how Nebraska is going to rejuvenate that program because what is their recruiting philosophy right now. I mean, years ago in the 70s where they were their powerhouse, and through the years actually, maybe into the 90s when Tom Osborne came on board after Bob Devaney, they recruited Texas and California and Florida, and, uh, and then they go to the Midwest and they come to the East Coast. I mean, so I think he has to come up with a, a plan to get players consistently and we haven't seen it yet. You know, you just started you not know, too long ago. Scott Frost, he's a good football coach, obviously, won in Central Florida. But that's going to be the big question mark moving forward.
1: Exactly, yeah. I mean, you know, Scott Frost was brought in after that 2017 season to replace Mike Riley. He, of course, had the Sterling record out there, down there in UCF, Central Florida, Uh was the quarterback when they won a national championship in Nebraska. Uh, he's a Nebraska boy, born and bred, I believe. And uh, so to say he was seen as the savior would be an understatement. And more importantly, he's seen as an instant savior. Of course, they had a rough start last year in his rookie campaign. Started out, oh, and whatever, and kind of turned the corner a little bit at the end. We're off to a decent enough start this year, playing in a couple exciting games, winning a game that it didn't look like they would win and losing a game that didn't look like they would lose. But it was exciting. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you have to wonder AP, like, uh, you know, bottom line that, that, what happened the other night could allow, could occur under Scott Frost watch. I think everybody in Nebraska would have said, well, that's not going to happen again anymore, but it did.
4: Yeah. So, um, it's a long way back to the top. Yeah. I think the the view is a little. There's a more elevation to be uh, you know to be reached because it, if they think they're going to come back to winning because they bring back the coach. I mean, and it's going to take a couple two three years to get the right recruiting class. I mean, because Ohio State's not going anywhere. Correct. Okay, and uh, you know they're they're on a roll with Justin Fields as that, that transfer quarterback, and he'll he'll have to be there for another year and. Uh, We don't know what's going to happen with Michigan. You always have Wisconsin. Okay. They're a solid program. Yes, Uh, very solid. (laughs) Okay. Penn Penn State. Okay. They're coming alive. Um, Penn
1: State plays at Ohio State later this year, I think in November. So that's happening in
4: Columbus on the road. Right, right. So, uh, you know, you don't have just one team you're chasing. You know, half a dozen. I mean, Iowa still can be a thorn in everybody's side. So, you know, then Michigan State, you mentioned them. So right. that, that, that's a league, league would have some good teams.
1: Absolutely, and this is not – this game wasn't about Nebraska. It really wasn't. And I, I, I'm just, uh, you know, saying it that way because – I watched the game in Nebraska in person a couple years ago for my first visit out there. This game was easily about Ohio State. And honestly, AP, they served notice to the nation that they're right there. They're in the top five, number three or four released today, as they should be. They were utterly dominant on both sides of the ball, to put it mildly. So yeah, th- this game was totally about Ohio State. Uh, to put a, you know, to say the least, uh, you know, again, I just was just coming at it from the Nebraska point of view, given my previous visit, but yeah, yeah. And there, there's some, uh, roadblocks ahead and, you know, you know, with big 10, bad blood to boot. Uh, so yeah, they're going to have to earn their way, but boy, Justin Fields, of course, we all know top high school player in the nation a couple years ago, went to Georgia, couldn't beat out Jake Fromm. No surprise, not many could, I'm guessing. Uh, but he used the transfer portal to land at Ohio State, and he has just uh, uh, looked fabulous, no, and never more so
4: than Saturday night. Yeah, Justin Fields, I didn't know what he would do if at Ohio State. John. I really wasn't certain because I didn't get enough uh, glimpse of him at, at Georgia. I don't think they gave him a fair shake, really, because the person in front of him was very good, Jake Fromm.
2: There was right, no exactly. reason
4: to, 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 to play a freshman quarterback. And you had Jake Fromm, who, who's a veteran and an excellent quarterback, been in a championship game and that type of thing. So, But Justin Fields definitely fits that system. He's He's been putting up big numbers. And, uh, you know, like I said, you'll probably see him see him in New York or something at the Hasman ceremony. He's one of the contenders. Exactly,
1: exactly. Exactly. Um, and you know, you also mentioned. I mean, it is turning into the year of the quarterback year. Uh, you know, yeah. yeah. What Jay? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're a Jalen Hurts expert, uh, to say the least. And AP, what he's doing out in Oklahoma is incredible. I think I heard something that after the game the other night, he worked out because he hardly even worked up a sweat during the game. I mean, he's having that kind of a year. He he looks. I think if the Heisman was voted on today, I think he'd win it.
4: I think he would because. There's some sentimentality that would go along with that vote. Rightfully so, that he's he's flourishing, and maybe some people want to see three Heisman Trophy winners in a row from Oklahoma, three three junior quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, the, you know that'd be pretty cool, I think. Um, and yeah, yeah, he he just displayed so much class. Uh, the both the night the tour replaced him in the national championship game, and then. Uh, all of last year uh, where, you know, lo and behold, he came out to rescue the Tide when they were down in the SEC championship game against Georgia, and he pulled that one out. Uh, so uh, just a great, uh, great the way that worked out for both of them. Each saved the other season, shall we say. And, uh, and yeah, he's, uh, you know, again, has just handled it. As good as any athlete has ever handled any situation, so you can't help but wish the guy well. And I think you even have more of a personal relationship, having covered him up close and personal. So I'm sure you're loving it more than most.
4: Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm so excited to watch him play, and um, he's he's been tremendous in, for Oklahoma. And I think that if he can beat Texas. They may have to do it twice because they had that uh, Big Twelve Championship at the end of the year, which I don't agree with. But by the way, but um, yeah, he could win that Heisman because right now he has that sentimentality vote. He sure does. And
1: yes, you make such a good point there, AP. Uh, You know, in a couple weeks it will be the annual, uh, I believe, Red River rivalry down there at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. Uh, now, there's a game I've always wanted to go to, and uh, half the stadium is Oklahoma, half the stadium is Texas. It's played in Dallas at the Cotton Bowl, as I said, uh, during the Texas State Fair, uh, which is not your usual fair. I think they get like 100,000 people per day. So it's, <laughs> it's quite – it's. <laughs> quite a festive atmosphere, to put it mildly. I've been to the Cotton Bowl and on the fairgrounds, but never for the game. And, uh, you know, the game typically uh, sometimes begins at noon Eastern, which is 11 a.m. out there in Dallas. And, uh, yeah, so throw out the records on this one. This is one of those games. So Jalen Hurts uh, will get his opportunity uh, to in a rivalry game which is going to be something he knows a little bit about with playing Auburn a few times. So it, it won't be new to him, but it'll just be a different one.
4: Yeah, absolutely. In Texas, they're playing for their lives. They're um, college football playoff lives. They must win the game since they have the lost LSU. So everything's on the line for them. Plus it's a big rivalry game. The Texas coach knows he must at Oklahoma a fair amount of times to retain his position. So yeah, it's a big ball game and, uh, we don't know what's going It's October 12th? And I believe probably, so, yes. Probably, yeah, that'd probably be, I don't know, but it's probably the best game of the day, I would think.
1: Oh, I'm guessing. It's usually my favorite game that weekend. It's Columbus Day weekend, of course. Yeah, right. I would agree. It'll be the game of the day. I can't imagine anything with more theater than that one, that's for sure. No, Although no for
4: sure. Jalen's from Texas himself. Right. That's right.
1: He's from there. Yes, that's another uh, angle. There is another good game that day, by the way. Florida at LSU. Just FYI. So that's uh, fall, kind game. of worth noting as well. Yep. Yeah. On, yep. Yeah, Florida at LSU. I'm guessing Florida that'll be at the game. At LSU, as in Baton Rouge. That'll be a good one, right. too. So Yeah, and we'll
4: know a little bit about Florida because they're going to match up with Auburn this weekend, and we know that Auburn is coming on uh, you know, they look like a pretty good football team right now. Bo Nix is getting better at 335 yards, I think, passing. Uh, Seth Williams, the big receiver, 160 yards. And that's a good combination. And Auburn's got those defensive linemen. Um, you know, Brown, Cohen, Davidson. I call them the BCD, the BCD defensive line.
1: Right. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah. There's some fun. A lot of fun teams this year. Um, and college football season's off to a great start and AP hard to believe we're at the end of our uh, we're at the end of our second segment together so why don't we take our final break still more to get to on the other side
3: Follow us on Twitter at Voice TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
0: Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio?
3: career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics.
2: Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the
3: time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts.
0: VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show.
1: Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And my pick of the week for appointment viewing is tonight's Bengals Steelers game. Not often that I would pick uh, two winless teams as a pick of the week, but I and I think uh, a lot of the nation are just curious about the Steelers. Uh, you know, When are they going to get a win? The game is in Heinz uh, Field in Pittsburgh, so they uh, uh, have a sterling record, under, especially under Mike Tomlin, for these primetime night games. And uh, when I see this matchup, AP, I can't help but think of Tez Burfict, who used to play for the Bengals for many years, got lots of suspensions. You may have heard he was suspended this morning for the remainder of the entire 2019 season. He's done uh, for this year by the NFL for his hit yesterday in the game against the Colts, where he again walked off the field defiantly. And... Uh, AP, it looks like the NFL just had enough. He's gone for the year, and uh, again, you still tend to associate Vontaze Perfect with, uh, with the Bengals, that's for sure, especially in Bengals-Steelers games where uh, he, he, he made his name in those games in particular.
4: Yeah, John, it must be uh, serious for the NFL to take that action. I mean, that, that's, can you think when this is happening in the history of the NFL?
1: Not off the top of my head. I mean, this is, I guess, his 13th quote incident. That's a lot. Yeah, you know, we obviously know there's been suspensions and whatnot, but you, let's just say he has quite a history. And at some point, the NFL felt it needed to drop the hammer, and they reached that point today. So, uh, yeah, I really can't, you know, off the top of my head, think of that uh, occurring. You know, I don't remember. Any uh, you know anybody being suspended for the season for you know on field conduct right off the top of my head I'm not saying it never happened before but doesn't nothing comes to mind at the moment.
4: Yeah, that's that's a new low. And, yeah. and believe me, that's a hard thing to say w- with the NFL. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's that's kind of difficult to capture in your mind. It's a new low with the NFL the behavior. It
1: just I agree. for the year. I agree, uh, AP. Well, anyway, he, one way or the other, he wasn't going to be on the field tonight. So, again, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're the Pittsburgh Steelers. They haven't won a game yet. We all know Ben's out for the year. Mason Rudolph has done okay uh, so far. But, you know, if they're going to do anything this year, they need to win, obviously, tonight, get the thing turned around. And I, I guess I read that if they win tonight – there will only be one game out of first place, you know, so uh, the, so it's not a lost season yet if they can just win tonight, no. but that remains to be seen. It's an unknown, which is what makes the game uh, as intriguing as a game as you can have between two winless teams in week four. Uh, and some teams that aren't winless, AP, you, of course, cover Alabama, which also means you're an expert on the SEC, and as I'm looking out, looking out. This morning's poll released, National uh, Football Writers Association of America America poll comes out early on, uh, actually Sunday. Five SEC teams in the top 10 AP. We have Alabama now at number one. Florida or Georgia, four. LSU, five. Auburn, seven. Florida, the Gators, nine. Obviously, they're all undefeated. And here we are again, AP, SEC dominating.
4: Yeah, John, the most significant uh, piece of information I'm reading from the poll is seven teams have first-place votes right now. Auburn, Oklahoma, LSU, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama. So I like that that fact because that's fun. Me too.
1: I think it's great. That's good for the game. It's obviously unusual. (laughs) And, uh, again, it's good for the game. Uh, You know, rather than – yeah, it just feels like in recent years you would know this better than anyone that Alabama and Clemson have basically been getting all the number one votes for the better part of two,
4: three years now. Sound about right? Yeah, Alabama and Clemson get the votes primarily. Uh, You might have a third team in there once in a while, but I'll have to check to see when they had seven teams in a poll. And you know right. after after, you know four or five games.
1: Exactly, exactly. So it's nice to, uh, you know, shake it up a bit. I'd say.
4: Yeah, and, and, and this will sort itself out because Auburn has to play LSU and Georgia and Alabama, and and then you have uh, you know Ohio State that they're in the Big Ten, so they'll get some opponents that can challenge them as well. But. This is not including, let's say, Florida number 9 5 dead. They, they don't have a vote. If they beat Auburn this weekend, they're going to get some votes. Correct.
1: No doubt about it. Of course, Florida, you know, there seems to be so many quarterbacks lost this year, certainly in the NFL, or even in college. Felipe Franks, uh, you know, broke his ankle, I believe, a few weeks back. So Florida's uh, undefeated
4: with, you know, uh, their second-string quarterback. Yeah. He's a big quarterback, too, John. He doesn't have a strong as arm, but he's a capable player. I mean, they trashed Tennessee, which I mean, Tennessee is really down. But we're going to find out about the Florida Gators on this weekend against Auburn in that defensive line. Now, that's the big matchup. Florida's offensive line is not that good. But they'll run some slants and quick passes and screens to keep that defensive line from Auburn at bay.
1: Correct. No, it's going to be interesting. And then the following week, of course, they're playing down in Baton Rouge. So, yeah, Florida's going to have to run the gauntlet here. So, AP, it's going to be fun to watch as always.
4: Yeah, can't wait, John. I look forward to all these SEC games this year. It's good. It seems like it's a little more balanced. It's tough anyway.
1: I agree. I agree. And a lot of good offenses to boot, including, of course, LSU. Uh, uh, just really displaying some of the best offense they have in years. So, it's fun to watch and AP. Hard to believe we've come to the end of our show, but I want to thank you, as always, for calling in and giving us your expertise, particularly on Alabama and the SEC. Thank you, John. My pleasure. All right, AP, and as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time.